got a doggo and want to support the pato? Use the affiliate link in our show notes, BarkBox.com backslash Jacob Stanley, that's Jacob with a K, and sign up for BarkBox. Each month, BarkBox brings your dog more than $40 worth of toys, treats, and chews tailored especially for your pup, curated from each month's unique themed collection. Is your puppers into Stranger Things? Would they dig on some Bego waffles or a demo bat? Maybe they prefer the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and want a sorting hat or a Hedwig of their very own. So click on the link in our show notes, BarkBox.com backslash Jacob Stanley, that's Jacob with a K, or go to our website, JacobStanley.com, and use the link provided to help support our pod and bring monthly dog joy right to your door. Oh, and by using our link, you get an additional month free. That's BarkBox.com backslash Jacob Stanley. In October of 2011, four college students disappeared in the woods near Porter Township, Pennsylvania, while researching a documentary on children's author Jacob Stanley. They remain missing to this day. Last month, their recordings appeared online. In an effort to aid in the investigation, the families of those missing have agreed to release the following sound files. If anyone has information on those missing or the identity of the person or persons who uploaded these files, please use the contact information provided. Anything submitted may be used in future episodes. Certain materials referenced in this podcast, including the published works of Jacob Stanley, are currently protected under U.S. copyright law and may be redacted. For legal reasons, some names have been withheld and voices altered. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcasters and participants and do not represent the official policy or position of the Iphigenia County Police Department of Porter Township, Pennsylvania, or its associates. This podcast contains adult themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. File labeled 007, Rough Cut, Episode 7, Tell Me a Story. The True Life of Jacob Stanley. On the very edge of Porter, hidden away behind ancient stone and cast iron gates, sits the prestigious Amherst Prep School. Established in 1897, the Gothic architecture and maple tree-lined paths of the lush grounds make it feel more like a cloistered British village than a high school in the middle of rural Pennsylvania. The grounds are also home to a series of well-known waterfalls fed by the creek that winds down from the foot of Great Cliff, leading to a massive man-made pond complete with fountains and a collection of Greek statues. As Avery has mentioned before, the Amherst, commonly referred to as the Hearst, has a less-than-stellar reputation for adapting to the modern world, only allowing females to attend since 2005, of which there have only ever been seven. And as far as racial diversity is concerned, it's safe to say they still believe it's 1897. Past students include children of senators, congressional members, and parliament, as well as several royal families. And 
most importantly for us, possibly one Jacob Stanton. TV, New York. If your child has been to a school book fair recently, chances are they came home with one of this author's scary books. Our guest tonight's first anthology leapt to the top of the New York Times bestsellers list. Over the past few years, he has become a household name. Gap between Alvin Schwartz and Stephen the King. The devil is among us, friend. He's among us in the form of a writer. It may have struggled during its initial release in 1977, but now tell me a story. Under the bed, that's over my head, a skyrocket. Many parent organizations complained that his work was too sophisticated for children. Traded your homes and your children's minds. Cobb Anthology, Tell Me a Story, Moonless Sky, and Other Friends. Sold out from bookstores in mere minutes. Becoming Stanley's books film. ranked on the American Library Association's 100 Most Frequently Challenged Books from 1981. Stanley's books promote disobedience, violence, and the occult. It's Tell Me a Story collection. The Floor That Creaks, The Closet That Speaks, and The Tiptoes That You Walk On was released in 1986 to Massacre. Check their bookshelves. Check their backpacks. I do think his final book, released in 99, TMAS, The Nightmare, The Dream, The Places Between, was by far his best work. has been described as subversive and dark. I simply describe it as genius. It is my pleasure to introduce... Please welcome... Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... Jacob Stanley. Mr. Jacob Stanley. Little to nothing is known about the life of this elusive author. And since 1999, Jacob Stanley seems to have completely dropped off the face of the earth. Until a short, two-line obituary appeared in a small-town paper over a year ago. From Boo Labs and Red Cup Media, I'm Tolan Reed. And I'm Avery Fisher. This is Tell Me a Story, the true life of Jacob Stanley. I miss Debbie's ham. Who doesn't? We're going, right? currently in the parking lot of Amherst Prep. Um, Tolan and RJ have gone inside to find out if Jacob Stanley attended the school. Chuck. Hey there. And I are waiting in the car. Like, dogs not allowed in a store. Uh, we chose to forego breakfast at the homestead out of pure embarrassment for being led away by the cops yesterday. But at least there is breakfast ice cream. Speaking of which, a gimme. Mm. Ah, okay, but no cone. Why don't you tell the listeners what's on the docket for today? Sure. Um, first up is the Amherst. Find out if Stanley attended and if he was kicked out. Next, at the police station yesterday, Chuck overheard them talking about the David Rockland silo fire and how there was a rumor that a Russell might have started it. Honestly, how many Russells can there be? And since Debbie had already suggested we talk to Rockland... Probably why Deb told you that in the first place. Sly little minx. She called him, and we're set to go there next. Then, RJ is going to use her trooper connection to get a meeting with Moira at the Palmer family funeral home to find out all we can about Stanley's death. And I'll check in with Wallace at some point to see if there's any word on Jane. Hopefully she will be safe and sound, and we can get the hell out of here. 
Also, don't think I didn't notice you ate my entire ice cream cone. Mm. I'm sorry. That's okay. I ate your biscuit scramby patty on the way over. What? Oh my god. Oh my... There's Wi-Fi. Shit, really? Oh my god. We got Wi-Fi. We got Wi-Fi. We got... No! What? Password. Avery, you're up. What? I think people of color need to stay in the car. Oh, shit. What happened? Uh... Turn that thing off. We back up? The Nosferatu-looking ghoul in charge of the main office is Gail Payton. Should we just leave? The main entrance is on the right, not the left. Okay. The left looks all fancy, but it's the entrance to the science wing. We got a bogey. What? Where? Eight o'clock. Who the hell is that? That's not Gail Payton, is it? Because, I mean... No, that's not the spider demon we met. Oh, I remember those glasses. She was in the office when we talked to Payton. She's waving at us. Um, I got this one. What are you gonna do? No idea, but if I don't come back, go on without me. Avery! Five minutes. Setting a timer for five minutes. What do we do if the Amherst ends up being a bust? Not really sure. Um, maybe get a formal interview with Wallace? Yeah. Okay. We should dig into Stanley owning the Mendenhall stuff. Find out more specifics on patient number 349, the woman who hanged herself in the bell tree. See if any part of the story is real. But even if it's just folklore, we should still go to Great Cliff and find the tree. Take pictures? We need to touch back on what Jane said about Stanley having an assistant. Maybe we can get Whitaker to dig a bit? Look with that. Might be the key to finding out if there's an unpublished manuscript. Speaking of which, we need to review the materials from Jane's house and the bag from the camper, see if there are any other leads. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. What happened? What did she say? Pull the car around. Up that side. What did she say? The clock is ticking on this. But- Jesus, just pull the car around. We're currently in the basement of the old East Building at the Amherst, which houses all of the pre-computerized student records. I wouldn't say we broke in. It's more like we were invited but just not by the person throwing the party. The mystery woman from the parking lot with the amazing glasses is one of the school librarians. She overheard our conversation with Gail Payton and took pity on us. Also, she's a massive Jacob Stanley fan, like full on, and had no idea he might've attended the school. So she's curious about what we find. This room is basically a disorganized maze of metal filing cabinets. So finding what we're looking for is a bit of a challenge. Seems like everything is set up by year. Stanley was roughly high school aged in the mid 1960s and we've already found the cabinets for 62, 65, 66, and 68. And so far, no Stanley. Uh, national parks rules apply. We can leave nothing but footprints and take nothing but pictures. So we need to find what we can, take pics, 
and get the hell out of here as quick as possible. Yes, ma'am. We should. 
Everybody good? Good. Get to the car. We made it back to the car undetected. At least, we think so. Fingers crossed. The pictures of the files ended up being a little fuzzier than we would have liked, but we'll manage. What we have learned. Jacob Stanley was a straight-A student with what was considered a genius-level IQ. He skipped the eighth grade to attend Amherst Private School for a year and a half, from 1963 to 1964, before his scholarship was pulled for his inability to properly assimilate. Coincidentally, at the exact same time they canceled his scholarship, there was an incident with a legacy upperclassman named Harrison K. McKechnie, wait for it, the third, that sent Stanley to the hospital. There are no details on said incident. In fact, it doesn't even appear in McKechnie's file at all. So we're thinking that what Debbie told RJ and I a few days ago is true. A rich kid bullied a poor kid and the poor kid got kicked out. Side note, the fancy building that houses the science department to the left of the main office? Yeah. It's named McKechnie Hall. RJ noticed that after our brush with Gail Payton. Feel free to draw your own conclusions. Also, RJ had the foresight to take note of the Amherst's Wi-Fi password, taped to an office computer. I adore her so very much. However, the signal is only available on the Amherst grounds. So, since Porter's public library is closed with Ethel out of town... Ethel! If we want to send anything to Whitaker, we're going to need to get comfortable with breaking and entering. No, I just... one more. (sighs) Okay. This is David Rockland. He is tall and slim, with warm eyes, but a tough demeanor. After our adventure at the Amherst, we got hopelessly lost trying to find David Rockland's farm. But, to be fair, we were crazy, strung out on adrenaline, and Deb's instructions were not exactly crystal clear. Also, I don't think Tolan was too intent on getting us there. He's not doing good with this one. But the fire stuff could be just a rumor, right? That little shit to the fire to my shine, little thing went up. This is David Rockland. He is tall and slim, with warm eyes, but a tough demeanor. A proud man who takes no shit from nobody, and at 71 years old, he's not planning to start now. I remember it like it was yesterday. I got 20. Showroom flies down. Here comes this little shit generic officer to fire to everything. You do not forget a thing like that, Mr. You do not. How exactly did the fire start? Started in the shoot. All these leftovers get caught up in there, and if it's dry, it's like Kendler. That was a damn right here. So I'm sure it lit up easy, and boom, burned right through the doors, caught the trees over there, and took out of the field that way. Was he arrested? <laughs> no. He wasn't arrested or charged or nothing. I don't even think they brought him in for questioning. Are you really positive it was Stanley? I'm a doubt in my mind. I saw him watching from that room over there. He's no more than nine years old. White blonde hair, beady eyes. You saw all of that from here. As clear as day. When I started yelling, he hot hip. Bubble just breath. We knew that Stanley boy wasn't right. His mom did the best she could, but with no state of men in the house to keep him in line. What she's with. 
Yeah, I have ended up with a one on the cover blanket to set him off more. Don't get me wrong, with Stanley was a lovely woman. I want my wife was quite fond of her, but she was trouble. My twig is best out, shout a tree girl. There's a lot to unpack there. When you say he wasn't right, what exactly do you mean? I mean exactly what I say. That boy was not right. Playing with fire, and messing with animals, sneaking in places he don't want stealing. I've only been back in Porter for a few years now since Mama died, so what I know is all I know. Why did you leave Porter? After we did anything about the fire, I went off to my cousins. I was afraid they'd start looking for someone else to blame. But you know who you should talk to? Old man Harker. He's the groundskeeper at St. Lucie's up near Great Cliffs Peak. That man can tell you a thing or two about a thing or two. Now y'all's is gonna need to excuse me. You guys got here late and I had to bring more ladies in. It's best looking time and trust me, they do not like to wait. Would you mind clarifying some of the... He's just walking off. Avery, he's just walking off. What did the farmer tell his cows late at night? I don't know. What did the farmer tell his cows late at night? Go to sleep. It's past your bedtime. Ha! Huh. Oh, you got dad jokes, huh? You have a good one now. Night. Night! Well, that man certainly knows how to drop the mic. I fucking knew it. I knew there'd be something. Avery, those are some serious accusations, and unless we can get him to clarify his statements in detail, I do not feel comfortable using any of this. Okay, chill. I'll ask Deb to set up another time for us to meet with him, and then we'll have him clarify everything. Okay? Fine. Colin, don't be like that. We get it. RJ's right. It's a lot to unpack. Oh my god, yes. I can barely begin to process it. What does worn on the wrong side of the blanket mean? Baby born out of wedlock. Oh. So Jane's mom was Stanley's half-sister. Allegedly. Allegedly. And Jacob's mom was troubled? Jane didn't say anything about this stuff. So if any of it is true, either she's good at PR or she didn't know. My money's on she didn't know, which leads me to believe she genuinely didn't know about the Mendenhall or Amherst. So what of her interview can we even use now? It's worthless. Totally disagree. I think that makes her interview more interesting. Well, I mean, that is, of course, if any of this farmer stuff is true, which I doubt. Oh, shit. Guys, we're going to miss our call with Whitaker. Damn it. And it's too late to make it to the funeral home. Where the hell did the day go? I knew this was going to be a big waste of time. No, you wasted our time by taking 20 years to find this place. Speaking of which, I'm driving back. You are no longer trusted behind the wheel. Agreed. Avery! Sorry. Can I just say, I'm perfectly fine with us missing that call with Whitaker. At least for tonight. I can't with her right now. Just gonna make it worse, but fine. Whatever. You've been leaving her voicemails, so she's gotta have some idea what's going on. Yes, but as I said, they are very edited and short and vague. Peace. Seriously? Yes. Yes. You have two new messages. First voice message. Chuck, whenever I get a voicemail that starts with, get this shit, I know I'm in for an auditory treat. Sounds like y'all had one hell of a day yesterday. Should have called me. I could have helped y'all out. The pups in that station bark. They don't bite. (laughs) You all remember that for next time. I have to say, there's still nothing on Jane.
brought in a helicopter today, but came up dry. I'll keep you updated. Hey, why don't y'all come by the house for dinner? It'd be nice. Take your minds off of things. You, you give me a holler. Next voice message. Why am I not surprised? You have one last chance. Tomorrow, 5.30. End of file labeled 007, Rough Cut, Episode 7, Tell Me a Story, The True Life of Jacob Stanley. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcasters and participants. If anyone has information on those missing or the identity of the person or persons who uploaded these files, please use the contact information provided. Anything submitted may be used in future episodes. Tell Me a Story, The True Life of Jacob Stanley is a bi-weekly podcast produced by Sylvia Whitaker. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you have information on the missing, know the identity of the person or persons who uploaded these files have a theory about the case, or have had your own unexplainable experiences in Iphigenia County, Pennsylvania. We want to hear from you. Please record a message via our website, www.jacobstanley.com. Messages may be used in future episodes. Voices will be altered and names redacted to protect your anonymity. Follow us on Instagram at Jacob Stanley Podcast, or on Twitter at inappropriate F. Episode 8 will be released Wednesday, March 9th.